This is Carl Haglin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Thank you, Haggy. Uh, Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, now reporting that the Jack Johnson deal, and by the way, thank you, Mackay, for crediting me for breaking the story. Uh, Mackay says it's going to be between 3 and $3.5 million per year. Average annual value, 16 mil over five years. It's a little long. It's about the right price. I can live with it. And the Penguins have done a great job rehabilitating defensemen. Look at Justin Schultz and Jamie Alexiak. Having the courage now to join the show despite the Serbs being beaten 2-0 in the 77th minute by Brazil in the World Cup from DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, the Brazilians are stomping your guys. What's the deal? You know, I was so busy typing up my own version of this Jack Johnson stuff that I couldn't look up and see the second Brazilian goal. But thanks for further ruining the afternoon, Madden. Well, uh, how does your afternoon uh, respond to the signing of Jack Johnson? Well, verbal agreement anyway. Five-year deal, reportedly worth yeah. about 16 mil. Will be made yeah. official Sunday. What's your reaction? Well, I'll, I'll tell you first of all, and this is bearing in mind that nothing's official until Sunday. Um, what I've heard is that it's six years. Um, and again, we'll see how this plays out. No, no, we won't see how it plays out. It's five years and it's indefinite. I don't know about the money for sure. Well, no, I'm telling well, you. Well, I'm telling you that I got I got some different information. So okay, well we'll compare who we got it. it we'll compare who we got it from, and then you'll apologize. That's right. But I'll just say that what I heard was six years, and, and that it's actually less money um, than 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 the figure that you have there. So if that's the case, um, you know, then the Penguins will have obviously gotten well, one way or another, they'll have gotten Jack Johnson at half the price that he played for. In Columbus, uh, I'm not crazy about this. I, I, I don't. I, I don't look at this deal and and think this is some, you know, great thing for the Penguins. Um, well, now I, maybe I maybe it doesn't need to be a great thing. They already have a top yeah. four, and the price isn't isn't onerous. I thought it might be higher because he wanted no, six million. Too. Yeah, I mean that that was my turn off. You know, and the very first time Johnson's name came up, and even considering him from a really lousy group, by the way, of free agent defensemen that are in the class this year. Um, he's the most talented of them, and that's a different issue than all of Johnson's many, many other issues during his time in Columbus. Um, I, I, you know, so I, I looked at him within the prism of, yeah, well, you're definitely going to have to pay around four or five a year um, to get him, especially in a in a bad market like this. Uh, because those guys tend to get inflated because somebody needs a defenseman. Well, they're just going to go out and pay whatever. Uh, in this case, the, the Penguins will have gotten him uh, at a pretty low price, really. I mean, it's going to be Matt Hunwick type money, you know. Well, no, it'll be. It, it's not going to be that low, but but you know, we'll uh, it agree, might. It we'll it agree might to be. disagree until it turns well, out we'll I'm totally right. We'll agree to disagree. That's right. Well, no, but yeah. anyway, the, the point is, I think that. It, you know, they were looking for a lefty defenseman. Uh, they were looking for somebody who could come in and make a difference uh, in terms of depth and not just be uh, someone who sits with us up in the press box. And, uh, you know, they've apparently got their guy. Well, uh, g- given that, and, and I think he's good enough to do what they ask him to do, but my worry is they're going to overrate him. They're going to overrate Alexiak. That could lead to Mata's departure or him 
tumbling down the depth chart. That's my worst Ooh. case, and I and I doubt it, but I but I wonder. Yeah, boy, I hadn't thought of that. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you what. I just talked with Jim Rutherford about twenty minutes ago here, and his his take on his roster right now is that, and this I actually found really interesting, is that after the moves today with Sherry and Hunwick gone, he basically considers himself set at forward. Um, they're not going to be looking for additional forwards. Uh, and that doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to be slamming the phone down when somebody else calls. But it, it does mean that he looks at the current group of left-wingers, which was specifically what I asked him about, uh, and, and he believes that he's got the people that he wants there. And that includes the option, an unattractive one, I think, of moving Brian Russ to the left wing if and when needed. Yeah, I I, I don't like that. I know you don't. But but that could be temporary if they do do it. But 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 I agree, Dayon. If Sprong's going to make the team, then Rust has to play left wing. There's there's yeah, almost no option beyond yeah. that. I mean, again, coming right from Rutherford's mouth, he refers to Sprong as as having to be able to play well enough to be in the top nine. That's the way he keeps wording it, top nine, top nine. Well, if Sprong is top nine, and he's either top nine or scratched, then that means Brian Rust is either fourth-line right winger or he's more of an impact guy on your left side. So, and I think he, he is going to be that, that they can they can move him over there and, you know, grin and bear it, move him around. But I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of, Rust, not just because of his contract, I just think he's kind of wasted if he's in a fourth-line situation. I think he's kind of wasted on left wing, too, but we'll see how that plays out. I just think he's much better at right wing. I think his forechecking, everything is just better when he's on the right side. But I, I do like the Johnson signing if it's at the, the uh, relatively low price. And uh, I just want Ruedel not in the lineup. I want him as the number seven. That's oh, my goal. Stop, the, stop already. I thought we had you cured of this Ruedel bashing. No, I just decided you know, to let you uh, die on that hill, <laughs> along, along with the Penguins' playoff hopes with him in the lineup. Uh, Rue Weedle is a really, really good seven defenseman. No question. No question. No question. He's a hockey. really good seven. I'll give you that. Yeah. And he can also, and, and he has proven himself to be an adequate six. Uh, I don't know that he deserves to be, you know, you know, picked apart like that. I mean, he's he's a, he's a good hockey player. He's a tough. He's a tough kid. He's really, really smart. He's really good with the systems and the strategies that they put in. Um, but, yeah, having that additional depth, uh, that's a bonus. Let's not forget that when the Penguins got into some trouble in the playoffs, they didn't have a plan B. Oh, no, you, you need a seven and you need an eight, and, too. Yeah, I mean, to win a Stanley Cup, and, and they've proven that, and, and they've proven it in, a, in a much more dramatic ways by not having Chris Letang for the second of those Cups. Uh, that you need that depth. And Rutherford was either going to get it now or he was going to get it later, and maybe he didn't like his chances of getting it later. What are the pros and cons of Jack Johnson as a player? What do you like, what don't you like? Well, first of all, I mean, when we're talking about the real Jack Johnson, I mean, the one when he was starring in Columbus, the one where he was the the pride, really. Very physical, very powerful skater, good on the puck, pretty much good everything. Passionate. Um, I mean, just a really emotional player. And again, I, my, most of my experiences with, with Jack were in covering him uh, in international play, much more so than with Columbus, where he was really the vocal guy. He was the one that was always out front for the United States. Um, really just a big, big believer in Team USA. 
Uh, you remember that when he didn't make the last team, that was the one that broke the hearts of the guys putting the team together. Remember, they were like, we've got to find a way to get Jack on. We have to find a way to get him on. Well, no, we can't. He's not playing well. Uh, in this case, he really regressed, man. I mean, it's not just it's not just his point total. It's not just the 11 points in 77 games. It's also the fact that uh, if you look at his more advanced metrics, he was on the ice for tons of shots again. Uh, no, no question. There was a lot wrong with him this past year, but I'm not asking him to get back to his peak. But if he can meet halfway between last year and his peak, that'll be plenty good for the bottom pair. Yeah, it will, especially if he can reclaim that natural glide that he has to his game. He's he's a guy who, I'm trying to think who he's reminded me of from from the past, that was just really really smart about his how he uses his skating. Um, he's not necessarily going to go flying uh, through the neutral zone anymore, uh, but he's he's going to be able to find a way to to jump in and make the right play. Uh, ter- yeah, actually, and I'm not comparing. I just realized whose style he reminded me of. I'm not comparing them in quality, but it's a, it's a Raymond Bork approach to the game, where he he'll he'll move in and out very smartly and at just the right time uh, to make a play uh, to to keep the puck in the zone. He's really really good at that, and of course he's got the big shot. Now, uh, do you think Torts might have had something to do with him uh, fading? Always. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whenever, whenever you play for torts too long, it's gonna, it's gonna go back. Always, it's gonna some in some. No one leaves him without some kind of scars, okay? And I have no doubt that the Tortorella, given his personality, just think of the stuff that he says publicly about guys, guys who give it their all in Columbus, and then imagine the stuff that's being. Actually, you don't have to imagine. I know that for a fact. <laughs> your connections in Columbus. No, I, I get a uh, call now and again. I know, and, and 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 you can probably relate a whole hell of a lot better than I can to your listeners about the stuff that happens with the Blue Jackets and how they end up, and it's not they, how Tortorella ends up really tormenting these guys. Uh, and it beats them up, and it, in some cases it'll bring the best out of guys in the short term, but in the long term it's a negative impact. Yeah, I, I just think that Torts hits an expiration date not only with teams, but with individuals, and maybe that's the case with Jack Johnson. I want to ask about Hunwick briefly. Did he ever get a proper chance here? Don't get me wrong. He did not play well, but the coaches decided very quickly they didn't like him. Uh, he didn't get a chance, literally. I mean, he you know once he messed up and he went out there, and then he messed up again after the long haul. Remember the game he came back, Mark, after the long series of scratches? I think it was up in Buffalo, and he just dropped his gloves and started fighting. Like, whoa. This was someone who the Penguins front office – believes was trying so hard to impress his two-time defending champion teammates that he actually went way too far. The guy was actually too good of a dude, if that makes sense, uh, where he, all he really ever needed to do was to just play his game. Well, no, you can certainly try too hard. I, I agree yep. with that. Especially I, as a defenseman. I'll be honest, I might have got him in there for a playoff game at some point. Because to bench Ruedel. Well, yeah, but just because I think, you know, you need fresh legs sometimes in the playoff situation. Well, he, that's one thing that Hunwick does come with is, is I mean, uh, he can skate. Even at, at his age, he's 32, he can still move around the rink. He can still make things happen. His problem was uh, he was the classic case of, you know, the, what the hockey coaches teach the kids. If, if your partner's out of position and then you go to cover for him, how many people are out of position now? Two. And he would... 
be that guy. He would always try to be compensating for somebody else, and it didn't work out. Hey, did you know Serbia loses are out of the World Cup? No, I had not heard that, Madden, actually. Boy, I'll tell you what, Serbia's <laughs> World Cup short of the Bucktober. You know what? Meanwhile, the Croatians with, with Liverpool defender Dejan oh, Lovren. here it comes. Definitely All the most famous and, Dejan I know. All that, and they eliminated the beloved darling Iceland from the tournament as well. So they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't be more bad guys if they wanted to. Hey, where did Sherry's stock drop? Because it became apparent to me that he only excelled when he played with Sid, and then this last year sometimes not even that. Yeah, the biggest thing was that he didn't create his own offense, and, and I think that eventually that's going to catch up with you. You, you can be a great complimentary piece to somebody, but at some point you do have to create your own offense. When he was moved to a lower line, he would create almost nothing, and Sullivan didn't appreciate that. Uh, Sullivan values Brian Rust for exactly the opposite reason, because Rust, wherever you put him, is the same player. He's going to give you the same level of production. Of course, he's going to be a little bit better with a Sid or a Gino, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, with Sherry, he would just disappear. He wasn't adding anything. Uh, that said, I don't mean to sound disrespectful. He's a two-time champion. He contributed a couple big goals, including one of the biggest goals in franchise history. Let's not forget it against San Jose. Oh, yeah, game two in overtime. No, I, I think uh, Sherry leaves everyone is, with pleasant pleasant memories of him but you know it's just terrific player i think it's i think i think it'll be better for him in buffalo moving forward though well i do too and 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 one reason why and i guarantee you let's not laugh at the sabers over this because jason bottrell knows these guys as well as anybody right no he knows exactly what he's getting that's correct he also knows that buffalo has one of the best sheets of ice in the national hockey league and those guys are going to look like really, really, really good players, I think, up there on a consistent basis. That's not to say that Pittsburgh's is bad. I'm just saying that those Bottrell's going to value what they bring maybe more than somebody else at another team might. Dejan, great stuff as always. It's still 2 nothing, by the way, 90th minute. Yeah, I heard, I heard. Unless they can bring on, like, Maradona and Pele, I don't, I don't see them advancing. Uh, no, no, no. Plus, I think that's against the rules. Well, Pele's Brazilian, for one thing. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.